Hello and you are very welcome to Irish Music Gems, the podcast with Neve Dunphy, showcasing some of the best new music talent that Ireland has to offer. Howdy, Marshall. Welcome to Irish Music Gems, podcast. How are you? I'm all good, thank you. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Tell us what better is well, yeah, my name is Bradley Marshall, I'm 22, uh, I'm from Tala, I'm a singer-songwriter, and yeah, that's that's me really. So, just for context, you have basically blown up on TikTok, haven't you? Yeah, I suppose you could say that, yeah, it's it's uh, it's been quite a great you know, two years on that app for me, to be honest. So, so how did that start? Uh, it was kind of during, you know, the start of lockdown and stuff, when, when like, TikTok was kind of, it was kind of a cringy at the start, and I didn't really want to... You know, yeah. go on to it because it was all dance, and I'm not a dancer. I never will dance. <laughs> but, uh, it was it was all kind of that stuff. And but then I noticed that a few of my like favorite artists were, were on TikTok, and I started seeing single videos. So I joined it. I started posting. It took a while to start getting views, but eventually, like videos just start hitting like countries like Germany and France and all these places. And I was like, what's going on here? And yeah. just kept getting bigger and bigger. And now we're at two hundred and twenty thousand. I think so. I mean, yeah, it's just being great. Yeah, I looked at it before we came on, I think it is like 220,000. Yeah, something, something around that, so it's pretty decent. Like, how mad does it feel to be like an ordinary lad in Tallaght to curate so much following by yourself? Yeah, it's kind of crazy, like, because even like all that following, I didn't have, I have a manager now, but like, I didn't have any team around me But when I actually started TikTok. So I got them 220,000 really just by being me and just by posting in my room every day and the, uh, it's just, yeah, it feels kind of crazy. Like, I don't really concentrate too much on the numbers because it doesn't really mean much at the end of the day, to be honest, in my opinion. But, um, yeah, once I just put out good content and keep doing that, then that's all that matters, really. But I feel like you don't need to concentrate too much on numbers because sometimes it can upset you, you know? Like, if you don't hit, if you don't hit, hit a certain goal and this, 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 just keep doing what you're doing and you'll see them gradually just grow and grow and grow, you know? I feel like authenticity is a big thing to do also with that because the more... Yourself, you are in these situations. Oh, 100%. Because you can tell when, like, people are kind of faking it and not being genuine and stuff like that. Especially yeah. on apps like TikTok as well, where you can literally create this image of yourself that's not actually true. 100%. And that's what social media is all about nowadays, really. It's just being, it's it's people not showing them true selves, you know. A person I always look up to on, on socials is Lewis Capaldi because... He's so he, funny. He is just, he's so funny and he's just himself. He doesn't have a care in the world. Like he's not thinking, oh, if I say this, I'm gonna get in trouble. He just says it, you know. And that's that's kind of what I just want to be myself like that too, you know. Just I don't want to like be serious about everything because life's too short for all that stuff, you know. So just be yourself. Exactly. That that's the whole thing, like for me as well. I'm very like I always say this because and you'll notice if it isn't but I'm on the podcast. Like all you see on social media is five minutes somebody day. That yeah, exactly. Be, that could be the best five minutes of somebody said. 100%. Because I've had people say to me, oh, when you look like you're doing this, this, and this on social media, I was like, yeah, but if you don't ask me the other stuff, I'm not going to tell you. Exactly, exactly. That's very true. But people, like, think social media is the be all and end of the world, which is kind of what makes it a little bit toxic to come. It is like because you never know. Like people, you know, post the happiest moments on on Instagram and stuff like that. They don't. No one's ever going to post their their sad moments, you know, when they're in the house or they're feeling sad and lonely and stuff like that. No one's going to post that. Everyone's just going to post all when they're at the beach or when they're on holiday or when they're on stage, you know, like things like that. So it, it can trick your mind a lot, you know. Like, I think particularly for artists as well, there's been a massive mental health movement that way. Where like a lot of them 
are coming out and saying that like even look at Lewis Capaldi with threats and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's I think it's important for people to come out and 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 actually just publicly say that they have these things because a lot like obviously a lot of Lewis Capaldi supporters probably has the same things that he has now, you know, and that that helps them. That that makes them feel more confident in themselves that wow, somebody like him has this. That means I can have it and I can get on with it, you know. He is probably him and Ed Sheeran are probably the most two honest people that are in the music industry. Days. For sure, for sure, I agree. Because Ed Sheeran is never like sugar, like sugarcoated around stuff that he's done or experienced. That he's had in yeah. his life. He's always been honest about it as well. Yeah, it's very like, important. But even like the way Lewis Capaldi markets himself is so funny as well. Like, it is it's so funny. You see the billboards of him like half naked and stuff. Oh, funny. He's mad. It's great. Like, I watched him on that, um, that uh, Stephen Bartlett, what's it called? The Diary of a CEO podcast. Oh, yeah, I watched it too. I watched it too. It was amazing. And, and he uh, talks about mental health and stuff. Yeah, but you can see where he's like, his shoulders twitching from yeah. the threats. Like, and I'm kind of glad that, like, you see the, like, you see these things because. As a disabled person with cerebral palsy, I get a lot of like muscle spasms. So I yeah. get like I get like facial tics and stuff. Or yeah. or do you know if somebody's like talking behind me and I'm not paying attention? I'll, yeah. I'll jump down a chair like it's an ejector seat. Yeah. Now it raises awareness to stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? 100% I it does. It's nice that way. Because I remember reading something about Billie Eilish before where she's got it, but uh she didn't want any mention on it for a while or something. Yeah, I know. So I seen she was on a podcast a while ago. I forget who it was with, and she was still, she was having twitches, and and the guy was like, "You okay?" Like, and then she had to explain what it actually was. Was and, that uh, a Letterman thing? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, I think it was that. Yeah. But yeah, it's, 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 it's important to know that all these big famous acts are are just human too. You know, and these all have problems as well. I don't think people see that really. Yeah, I don't. I honestly don't think it happens a lot i think it's starting to happen more now because it's come it's become culturally more more acceptable to be yourself acceptable yeah yeah, yeah. socials and stuff yeah so just from like a more general beginning standpoint how did music begin for you uh, it's kind of a tough one like i i can't really fully remember but i do remember growing up and I, my dad would just tell me that I just used to hum as a kid like when I was only like three, four I'd just be humming songs that would be on the radio or something like that from, from earlier on in the day and like for Christmas I'd get toy pianos and toy guitars and all that kind of stuff yeah. so I guess like it was just something that I always wanted to do but I didn't know at that time and then as as, as I went on in primary school and stuff like that I would always sing like in the yard in front of people and I'd, I'd do talent shows and all that stuff so I guess I just really really wanted to do it as a, as a young kid and um. As it progressed then, like, you know, as a, as a, as a boy from Tala, going from school in Tala and stuff like that, I used to get slagged a lot for it. Um, yeah, this I is a, Yeah, this is like primary school. Uh, going into secondary school, I was, I was slagged a lot in like first year and stuff, which which sent me back a little bit. I stopped singing for like, you know, a year or two, which I, if I could tell my younger self now anything, it would be to never, never do that. Yeah. You know, never listen to, never listen to people that, they don't really matter. It's irrelevant really, you know? Mm-hmm. Um. So, but, you know, I woke up one day and said, if I listen to these people, where am I going to get in life? How am I ever going to succeed in what I want to do? So I just stopped. And I that's actually when I started singing again, posting videos. Uh, I think one of the first videos I ever posted back was me and my sister. And 
we got like two million views on Facebook and then it didn't alone another two million views. So that's where really? it started. Jeez. Kind of again, yeah. And how old were you then? I was like 19 then. I think I got mad, didn't I? Yeah, that was quite mad. Like it was, I was quite known around my area more. Like we walk around like Kingswood and stuff like that. People were like, oh, brilliant video and stuff like that. So that was quite that was quite surreal like, to, be, to be known here in your own home. Yeah, it's weird when people like recognise you for things. Isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is. I love it though. It's great, look, because it means that you're doing well. You know. The thing about you is, like, I find when you watch people, when you watch people like do TikTok as like their main thing, they tend to yeah. let let it change them, and you haven't like it just normal. Like, you know? I will. If I ever ever get really big, it doesn't matter. I'm always going to be the same person. I, I, I like tell myself that anyway. Like I won't let anything change me. I'm just a humble guy. I'm a, I'm a real family guy. You know, I love. My dogs, my family, all that stuff. That, that's who I'm always be. I'll never change, you know? Yeah, I've seen your Instagram highlight. Your dog. Yeah, look, I got a new Labrador in January and he's my life. He literally is. So from, what would you say then to those people in your pool that you just like it in school? You know, like, I, I feel like personally, those people back then had obviously a lot of insecurities themselves, you know, jealousy, stuff like that. And it's funny because I, I remember like when I started posting these videos, there was one guy he used to give me a little bit of stick, like in the hall and stuff like that, um, with my mates, and he'd shout, he'd shout like, "Oh, Bradley, sing us this song," and all, you know, pure kind of like just trying to get into my nerves. And he and he texted me one day and said, "Oh, mate, you're doing so well." And I didn't even reply to it because I was just like, "Here he is now." Like it's always the same, you know. When you when you start to do well, these people start to yeah. pop in the DMs and 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 try to join the, the crew, but like, nah, nah. <laughs> I'm glad you. I'm glad you ignored him, Jimmy. Yeah, no, that's. It has to be done, you know. Like they're not something you forget. I, I forget about, it, but you don't really forgive, you know. But exactly. There's a there's a line with people where you can go, yeah, I can be mature about this. Yeah. But then there's other times where it's like, yeah, no, I'm not gonna be. Yeah, hundred percent. Because I was only a young kid then, and they're like I was in first year, and they're like in you know fourth year, fifth year, and so like I was only a young kid coming into the school. And they're just know? taking the piss out of you. Basically. Just taking the piss. Like I, I remember, I posted a song on YouTube. I was like years ago I was like 10 years old I had a really squeaky voice in it and stuff and it's just no music in the background and, and I got brought up to, into the school and everyone was listening to it and you know, they started slagging it and stuff but you know back then it affected me but now it's a laughable really I'd say that video is probably on your YouTube now is it? <laughs> no it's still there it's still there yeah you should it's, it's Bradley Marshall singing Grenade it's so funny it's so funny yeah because I read I read in her interview yesterday that um yeah, like growing up, I used to sing his songs all the time. Like I remember in primary school, I used to sing a song just the way you are. And like I remember there's a bunch of girls that I used to sing it to and they chased me around the yard just to get me to sing it and stuff. And that oh, that was the highlight of my school time there. But yeah, uh, just stuff like that. He had like some proper tunes back in the day, didn't he? Unbelievable. When I was when I was your man is my favourite song probably ever. One of my favourite songs ever. That is actually a great song. Yeah. Of his, probably Talking to the Moon as well. Yeah, Talking to the Moon is great. That actually blew up on TikTok a while ago. Like last year, I remember it was kind of getting big and everyone was doing the chorus. Yeah, but see, I'm annoyed, I'm annoyed about that, right? Because now, so now that's like a thing where it's completely sampled. It is, yeah, and sampled, yeah. He's not even, and he's not even getting the credits for it when I was out like, yeah. what, 10 years ago? Yeah. I crazy. feel like, all new music that's getting brought out now are just samples of old. A lot, a lot of rappers are starting to do a lot of samples of like old, like classic music and old songs. Like Jack Harlow has a song that's that that he sampled from a song 
that's so so popular as well. I can't remember the name of it. But... Oh, it's Glamour Barbarian. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's the one. That's the one. I feel like that's all. That is literally most of, if not all of, what the rap scene is these days. It, uh, it's getting there too. Yeah. It's not really, it's, I mean, I love, I actually listen to a lot of rap, like I listen to oh, Dave, no. I listen to H, I listen to all these type of people, but it's, it's starting to start to feel a little less authentic sometimes, you know? Yeah, no, you, so you listen to these songs on Spotify and you're like, oh, I swear I've heard this song before and then you're thinking, oh, that's a sample of this. It's happening a lot, like lately when I'm listening to songs. You're talking there about your days of like performing the primary school and stuff. How does that compare with like gigs and stuff that you get to do now? Yeah, like that's, so like start like obviously I had big dreams as a kid like you know playing in front of anybody really in the crowd on a stage, um so the singing in the yard and stuff like that was kind of the start of that, and now like you know I've done I've played academy uh, you know I've done places in in across the kind of the country, uh like in last November and stuff like that with a band called True Tides just supporting people and it's been amazing just actually singing in front of people in crowds, you know. I have, I have a few sad songs so you see people getting like kind of sad and, and yeah. it really touches, it touches them and that that's all I really want to do is just sing in front of people make them feel what I'm singing like where I wrote it from my heart when I was writing it that day but yeah it's I mean there's nothing that really compares to singing on stage in front of people it's actually just one of the best feelings in the world the lead up to it is kind of really you know anxiety and stuff like that yeah. but when you're actually there and you and you're, and you step and you sing that first song it just you feel like there's no care in the world, but other than just doing well on the stage. It's like all the build up is overwhelming because you're trying to sell the tickets, no problem, all that yeah. stuff. And it's like, yeah. Then the minute you're out there, it's like gone. Yeah, I suppose it's like everything, you know, like I say for footballers or all these people, like the lead up to matches and the lead up to everything like that is just full of what's going to happen. But when you actually get out there, it's fine, you know, you get through it. You're always going to get through it, you know. I feel like you're going to be a very positive influence. Young artists as you get older, you've got like a mindset. But I hope so. Thank you. Because <laughs> you have to set off a little light bulb in your head there when you're talking. <laughs> but yeah, no, I just you know, I I really want to be like if I ever make it and I get a big enough, so I know I have a big, big enough social now, but if I want to get bigger, I'm a big like mental health advocate and stuff like that. I, you know, I, I struggle, I know a lot of people struggle, so I know I, I love just talking about it and you know, I think that's the most important thing to do and I just want to be positive spread positive things help people and yeah that's that's what I'm all about Would you say and I ask this question a lot on this podcast but would you say your music is a form of therapy for them to help? Yeah I'd say like there's some songs that I have that I write purposely to help people get through things so like people would people just say my voice itself is really calming and it helps like I've got messages like people saying it helps with my anxiety, listening to your TikToks and stuff like that, which is amazing for me. Even if the song's not about anything to help that, like they're saying my voice itself just helps them, which is crazy. That's You can't get a better compliment than that, really, yeah. to be honest. Oh yeah, that's, I, I hope that, and I, I really want to write some songs more based on, you know, like, you know, anxiety and mental health and just like having hope and holding on. And that's, that's where I want to go kind of down that road. I think if you do that, a lot more people resonate with it than you think, to be honest. 100%. And I think that's the most relatable things that you can sing about. You know, it's, it's all well and good singing about girls and heartbreak all the time, but you need to be reality and what you're feeling, what I'm feeling right now. And that's what you have to write about when you're feeling in the moment, you know. Yeah, because 
think everything gets a bit generic if you only like two of the people at one thing. 100%, 100%. The more following you build, the more you kind of give yourself that bit of variety and like, you just keep building more and more for it. You know? Exactly. Which I think can only be a positive. Would you say something, but would you say songwriting itself would help you combat your mental health? So does it help me? Yeah. Definitely. Like, you know, sometimes, especially as a man, there's this stigma that, you know, we can't we can't cry and we can't talk. Yeah. Stuff like that. You know yourself what the stigma around it. Yeah. I I personally struggle sometimes to talk to people because I just sometimes can't get it out. So like but I am trying my best and I'm getting better at it. You know, I will talk to you know, my mom, my dad, my manager. I'll talk to people about it, no problem, if I had to. But for me, like, writing down, writing down things and writing lyrics is my form of therapy of, of getting out, you know? Yeah. So, like, me writing songs, I'm putting it out in the world. Like, hurts the most my new single. Like, writing that out, you know, that's about me not feeling good enough for somebody, which I didn't feel good enough for anybody, really, at the time when I wrote it. Yeah. So, that was me telling everyone that's listening to it that, they're my feelings and so everybody you know like there's like 168,000 streams on that right now that means 168 people that means that that amount of people has heard me talk about what I'm going through yeah. which means I'm talking about it in a way it might be a different way but I am you, you get me yeah so that's that's kind of my way of, of telling my story and stuff like that so you know what I never looked at that like that before yeah that's it's the way I kind of look at things you know like it's crazy even when my first song lost that was that was wrote during lockdown and I just felt so I didn't know what to do. I felt so lost in life. I needed somebody to talk to. And I wrote that just because that's how I felt. And when I released that, like so many people related to it. You know, and I helped them so much. And that's exactly the route I want to go down. I think that time period of lockdown just made so many people feel shit, you know. 100%. I mean, for the first like two weeks, everyone was buzzing. Let's go off work. Yeah. Can't wait. Like, and then and then it just started to slowly die down. I was getting what's going on with the world. And now you don't even hear about it anymore, which is crazy. Yeah, I know. It's like nothing. Ever just disappeared happened. like that. Gone. It's <laughs> been like two years at like two years at all world and nothing. Yeah, Great. Like I was like I was like nineteen when I started. I was like twenty one gone twenty two when I ended. Like I don't even know what happened in them years, to be honest. <laughs> it's all ignoring. Yeah. It's crazy. And do you know what? Like the world will never experience that like that ever again. Well, we hope. No, it's it's we we live through something that I don't think anyone will live through again, unless something crazy happens in the future. But like that was like we never thought that we'd live through something like that, like global pandemic. Like, we never thought we had to stay in our houses. Like at one point we were scared to even can walk outside the door. Like you know. <laughs> Thought zombies are out there somewhere. It was mad. I was gonna say that. Why is zombie land or something? It was like an, it was like an apocalypse. <laughs> so you mentioned your your uh, new single. What can you tell us about that? Yeah, so hurts the most was written with um, Ryan Mack and Rob Grace, two great artists in Ireland, killing them currently. I see Ryan Mack on TV show. Yeah, Ryan Mack is on tour now with with the AJ Brothers, AJ and R Brothers, and the uh, in Paris and all that kind of mad places so he's doing really well for himself at the minute and yeah I got in touch with him and you know my si- my sister actually used to be a fan of him when he was in hometown and stuff remember their band in hometown yeah it's crazy he was in that and anyway that went to kind of shambles and, and they all split up but, but uh, yeah Ryan Max doing brilliant now himself and you know I, I always loved him as a songwriter I always liked his songs he had great songs relate- relatable songs you know yeah. his TikTok is crazy he's like 2 million followers and like all his songs that he wrote were 
I related to all of them, so I really wanted to write with them. So we reached out one day, we got it together. Uh, Rob Grace was also there. He's a great producer, great songwriter. And it really came fast together. We hopped in the studio together. And like hurts the most. I just had this idea. I was like, lads, I just feel like I'm not good enough for some people right now in my life. So we wanted to write something about that. And we just started writing and we got the melody straight away. I'm like, that's a great melody. Let's do it. And in the space of two, three hours, we nearly had the full song written. Like, And some songs take days. Sometimes, some songs take a lot of time, but great songs actually normally take less time because they just flow, you know? Yeah. So that song was just about, you know, just previous things with, with people that I was seeing and stuff like that. And I just always felt at a point in them times that wasn't good enough for me. You know, like I felt like there's a line in the song that's, that's really came from the heart. It's like, you're not far from perfect and I'm not even close. So I always yeah. felt like they were the ones that were just superior to me. And I was always a burden for people, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of sad, but like it's the reality of how I felt. No, I get it. I get it. And um. Yeah, so I just felt like a burden and I just, I knew this song, we weren't actually going to release this song, we we're going to release like a happy summer song. I was like, no, 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 this song has to come out because it's the right time, it's September, it's getting into winter, everybody yeah. kind of gets, so yeah, I released that song and it's it's been incredible, it's been my biggest song so far. I've noticed that because I read it and look, why do you think that is, is it because of the relate, uh, relatability, I think? 100%, it's literally down just to relatability. There's a lot of people in this world that don't feel good enough for people. That's just a fact. You know? It's just a fact. Yeah. I, I, like, I, I imagine at some point in your life you felt you're like you're not good enough for somebody, you know? Yeah, literally. Probably that, that's my last few relationships. Exactly, you know? So that's what I mean. Everybody's going to relate to that at some point. Even if it's like not good enough for like a job or not good enough for like just for anything in life. Everybody some at some point in their life feels not good enough for something, you know? So that's what I thought it was a really relatable song. Time is key, patience is key, and you, it gets there eventually, you know? I'd say that's how you feel about all this stuff. It's the long haul kind of brought you. Patience is, is one of the most important things in life, never mind music. But it is, especially in the music industry. Like, you know, I really want to sign a record deal. Of course I do, record label. I'm not going to rush into it. I'm not going to push people. I just want to wait for it to come to me. I believe it will come to me if I just keep putting out good music, you know? Yeah, because also the last thing you want is to sign a deal that's not going to be a deal with somebody that's going to look after you properly. I mean, yeah. 100%. Like, I'm happy the way things are now. I can release kind of what I want to release. You know, and David's great. My manager is great with me. I also work with the picture of this lads and they're kind of act as my managers too. So, like, they, they help me a lot as well. You know, they, I write songs with them a lot. So. I do. I didn't know that. I do, yeah. I, I work with Jimmy and Ryan. They're like... They're like my mentors in the, so far. <laughs> so also, you're playing the Workman Cellar. I'm playing the Workman's my first headline show ever. Workman Cellar, December 16th. There's a good few tickets sold and there's still a few left. So if anybody listening to this podcast wants to come and see me, obviously come to the Workman Cellar, December 16th. Yeah. It's going to be a great night. I have my piano player, Jake Richardson, and my drum player, uh, Rob. So yeah, it's going to be a great night. And I'm going to sing unreleased songs, release songs, some some covers it's just gonna be a good night enjoy yourselves with that with that um Brooklyn cellar gig what are you hoping to do from there you got your plans yeah well just just before actually the work was I have I'm actually playing academy next weekend uh, I'm supporting the We Tree um that's in the academy two nights Saturday Sunday in the in the green room one night sold out second was nearly sold out that's gonna be fun but um, yeah and then after obviously I have the work and after that it's just 2023 is just about 
releasing consistent music, good music, relatable music, um, trying to get on every festival that I possibly can next summer. Uh, hopefully, you know, sign a record deal somewhere, somewhere next next year. Uh, obviously the right one. I'm not just gonna sign any anything, obviously. But yeah, just just to keep going, you know. I'm still only twenty two, so yeah, I've got a lot of time. Time is important. Time is key. In terms of festivals, what would be your ideal one to play? I'd love to do like independence. You know, C sessions. Um, I done Kaleidoscope this year. What's that? Yeah, it was great. It was unreal. Like a massive tenth, good audience. But um, yeah, just obviously EP is huge. Like I'd love to do EP, yeah. of course. It doesn't matter really where I am on EP. Once I'm there, I'm doing it. Stuff like that. Like I, I really do believe that I could, I could get on next year. You know, even Easy, without. You could do. Yeah. So, yeah, I just want to hope. I want to do a lot. You know, because we only done. I done Kaleidoscope this year. And I don't know another one. I can't remember even what it was now. But I didn't do many, you know, because I'm only start, I was kind of only getting known this year, and I only yeah. got a manager this year. So like, yeah. and a manager is kind of important for all that kind of side of stuff, you know, to get you into places. So yeah, yeah, next year we'll definitely. I believe that I'll be on most of them. To be honest, it's a bucket list. It's a bucket list gig of wanting to go to Leicester. Same. I've never been. It's obviously it's a bucket list for me to go to, but it's definitely a bucket list for me to play at. <laughs> you should get the. We do both and you get to do both all the time, Oh, 100%. I'll sing and then I'll get absolutely hammered for the next few days. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so, just going back to your early years music, what's a song that reminds you of your childhood? It's a good question. Um, to be honest, I, I said it earlier, one of my favorites, probably when I was your man with Bruno Mars, because that's like, like that was my go-to song. Like I'd sing that for every karaoke. Like I used to go to on holiday with my family in France. I'd sing that in the karaoke in the, in the bar, wherever it was, and like I'd play it every day in the house. And I, it was just my go-to song. Like, so that just reminds me of like a lot of when I was younger. Like I can even see myself now in my room singing that when I was a kid. I went to see Bruno Mars in like twenty thirteen when he came here in Tree Arena as well. That's that just reminds Say that me. Of great. Oh, unbelievable! As far as I can remember, it's a, it's a while back, but. They're McKendy right now. Yeah, I've been there guys. It's just because of how real he is, and he's so different. His poetic lyrics, like I can't, I can't, I, I can't write the way he writes. You know, he writes in such such a unique way. His melodies, his lyrics are so unique. Um, he's got his own flow. He brought, yeah, he brought out a new song, "Innocence and Sadness," and like the flow and that is just unique. It's so crazy, and like nobody can touch him. No, no, but like it's just so unique. Like you know, even even. He keeps his accent as well, which is really hard to do. Like, I I can't sing with my Irish accent properly because it just doesn't it doesn't come out properly. You doesn't know, it sound sound right, yeah. doesn't sound right. But he keeps it there and he can do it. So like, props to him. He's 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 made like I I say he's really really big because he keeps the Irish accent and everybody loves the Irish accent in America and stuff. So it's uh, he's unbelievable. He's one of my favorites. What's your favorite soundtrack from uh film or TV show? Well, that's that's a big one, you know. I'm a thinker of that. Film. Do you know what? what? <laughs> it's going to sound funny. The one that pops into my head straight away is from Toy Story. you got a friend of me. That was a chill on that. And that, that's like my childhood. <laughs> I don't know why it popped in my head straight away. It's a bit of a weird one, but that's just like, that brings me back so many memories, that song. Because that's like my favourite movie of all time. Still today it is. As we said, I'm... Giving a little plug to your gig in December? Oh, yeah. Workman's Workman's Cellar, December 16th. Tickets are still available for it. Nearly sold out, I believe. I think there's like 40 odd tickets left or something like that. Which we have two months to sell them. So, yeah. Get down.
get down on your office on the fact that it would be a great show. No. Yeah. Right, I'm going to ask you the question that I asked at the end of this podcast. Roddy Marshall, what is your Irish music jam and why? That's a good question, that. Irish music jam. I always had one Irish song that I always I actually still listen to a lot. It's called Grace. The story of Grace, just the way, like, you know, your Joseph, you know, got got married just before he got executed and stuff like that. And, yeah. you know, he was fighting for freedom and 1916 rising. I, I, I kind of, I love all that kind of part of history in Ireland. Yeah. That song uh, is just amazing to me. It's definitely my, 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 my goal. Like, if someone asked me, what's your favourite Irish song, original, traditional Irish song, it's Grace. It's, it's the, the story of it. If you actually look into the background yeah. and find out, it's unbelievable. Like, I think it de- I think it deep roots in the cusps of Irish history. One hundred percent. Nineteen sixteen rising. I mean, it's the biggest thing that that Irish history can think of, really. Like, I think as well. Like, as well as it being like generally just a beautiful song, I think it enriched a lot of the way current Irish singer songwriter music is written as well. Yeah, hundred percent. I really enjoyed this. Thank you very much. I did too. It was great. Thanks, Tom. It was really great. Where can people find you? Bradley Marshall Music on TikTok, Instagram. A little bit different on Twitter. It's just bradmarshall00. And yeah, that's that's me. You can find me on all that. Thank you so much for your time. I love you. Thank you so much, Neve. It was great. You have been listening to Neve Dunphy and Irish Music Gems, the podcast. If you would like more amazing content, you can find her on Facebook and Instagram, Irish Music Gems podcast. This podcast has been edited and produced by Dara McNichols at McNichols Media. Thanks very much for listening.